Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we are talking about uh, questions that everybody should ask themselves before they move abroad. Because moving abroad is a very exciting thing to think about and exciting thing to do. And these are some serious questions you should really consider before you make that plunge. Right. Look before you leap. Exactly. We want to make sure that everyone is 100% ready to move if you want to. So uh, we're going to throw some questions at you. Let's go. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Lingoda, the number one trusted European language school, which helps you to learn a second language online, such as German, French, Spanish, English, and even business English. You're taught with real teachers and a real class with a maximum of five students. Lingoda is preparing for an amazing offer called The Sprint. If you attend 30 classes per month for three months, Lingoda will refund you 100% of the tuition fee. And if you attend 15 classes per month for three months, you'll receive 50% refund of the course costs. Now, these online sprint classes start on April 28th, but you must sign up before April 16th. Go to Lingoda.com or find the Lingoda link on our website. Use our discount code AGDW. You'll receive a 10 euro discount from the deposit. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. Here we are. Episode 59, 59. I believe. 59. Yes, 59. Wow. Creeping up to that 60. I know we've been talking about that. We keep mentioning it because it's a we, weird thing to creep up on that 60. I know. We, 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 we like the, uh, the even, those, those, those 10, what is it called? <laughs> Like even round numbers, even round numbers, yeah. especially well, with a zero at the end, because it makes you feel like you did something. Yeah, it's like it's like a decade has passed. You 50, know, it's like eh, but sixty's like whoa. Sixty's like whoa, that's a lot. Whoa, daddy. I mean, we were excited for forty, but now sixty. Here we are. You guys don't care, so we're gonna move on from we the are numbers. Move on. Yes. Uh, before we get started, of course, we're gonna do some shout outs, some housekeeping. You know. All those things we always the do. The usual, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start off with a special thanks uh, for the five star reviews from Cena and Emma Lou 93. I like uh, that. Emma Lou. Emma Lou. Thank you, Emma Lou. And I kind of hope that's her name, Emma Lou. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah. Like Cindy like Lou Who. A, a character in like an Avengers movie or like something. Dr. Yeah. Seuss movie or something. Like yeah, Cindy right? Lou Who. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for those reviews. We always love those. Uh, we love reading those, and it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy uh, inside. And another thank you to housinganywhere.com. Their writer, uh, Marla, Marley, um, um, included us in her Expat in Berlin article, uh, more specifically in her list of the three podcasts that you shouldn't miss as an expat in Berlin. Now, this article came out in December. We had no idea. We just right. found we just out found about it. it. Because we, we, no shame here, we, we Googled ourselves. <laughs> and an article showed up and we're like, what? Yeah, so, and uh, also what's cool is uh, our friend from last week, uh, Sean Behrens, and his podcast, uh, the German, uh, the Germany Experience podcast, was also on that list. That's really cool, right? We're, so we're we're in good company there. In the top three was either us or someone we knew. Uh, I feel bad because I don't recall the third person, but uh, uh, congratulations to them as well. <laughs> Shit. Um, also, we have a quick correction regarding episode fifty-seven, mm. which we should have corrected last week, but you know. We're, we're, we're not on the up and up all the time. Uh, it was about our German words and phrases, and we somehow both had a brain fart where we pronounced the phrase Zoom mitnehmen, which means to take away. But um, what you, what it actually is, is what we did say was Zoom mitnehmen. Yeah, we, we lost the M in there, and we both made the same mistake. Yeah, so again, that is, should, should, the correct version should be 
Tsum mitname and not Tsum mitname. Hear, hear that M there at the but end. But when you say it quickly, it doesn't really matter anyways. But we want to make that correction because some people are sticklers for language, which makes sense because it's language. And, you know, if we're teaching you uh, phrases and words, we want you at least to start out with the right phrase. And <laughs> exactly. You, you can screw it up on your own <laughs> later on. And also related to that same episode, 57, with the German words and phrases. Yeah. My dad recently told me that we made a little bit of a mistake in terms of our approach. And um, he actually rightly mentioned that um, any of you who wanted to actually write down these words and practice them might have trouble doing that because we did not ha- explain how to spell any of these words or <laughs> phrases. Right, exactly. Which we kind of, I don't know, we kind of felt like it would take too much time, so we didn't. But we realized it was kind of stupid. So what we've done now is uh, if you go to agdwpodcast.com and you go to our extras page, um, just go to the post for episode 57. We put the entire list of every word and phrase that we said on the podcast and what it means. So now you can read this list as you uh, listen to the episode. And so you get the pronunciation and the spelling all at the same time. Exactly. So, all, every phrase is there. Um, you'll learn a lot of. Yeah. Hopefully that stuff. helps. And sorry, we, we, we didn't really think that went through, I guess. No, we yeah. did not. And also, Jeff, um, our last thing to talk about, I think, because there's been a lot of drama here in Germany. In a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, like an extremely <laughs> short period of time. There has been a buttload of drama. So we're, we're not talking AstraZeneca thing. That's back on the market. So that's good. Almost forgot about that. But yeah, right, so there, there, there's like actually a lot ago. of drama in oh Germany God. right now. So for those of you who live here, um, you probably know that Germany has not been handling the pandemic in a great way, or even in my opinion, in a good way, like it did last year. I'm like last year, it's been a year since Tiger King came out, you know, uh, back then things are pretty, you know, Germany was doing a decent job. We had a summer and now it's not that good. Would you like to explain further, Jeff, about what has happened in the past like three days? Again, the, in Germany, the pandemic, they're always doing things super late for no known reason. Right. Uh, same with when Christmas was showing up, they acted as if they, they didn't know they, Christmas was coming. They didn't know Christmas was in December and they decided things late. Same with Easter. So uh, it was a few days ago on Monday, they randomly came out and said, uh, you know what, this Easter going to be a harsh lockdown for five days. Everything's going to be closed, including supermarkets, and they'll only be open for one day. Uh, In the middle of it. So it was a five-day lockdown, but on the third day, grocery stores would be open, which doesn't make any sense because that means they're they're going to be even more packed. But anyways... because. The other thing that makes them more packed is they said all deliveries, like food deliveries, like Leaferondo or any, those kind of delivery apps, also closed. also can't go. Um, so and, and again, I can completely, in a way, when it when they announced, I felt good because because I, I thought because Germany very much just bends to the will of the people too much, and they've been way too weak in terms of Corona in terms of the lockdown. Sure. And so I thought, okay, good because they know. Easter's coming. There's going to be a million people trying to see their families, these huge gatherings. It's, it's going to spread the virus a lot. So it makes sense that they're trying to do something to stop that. But they they decide this very late. And again, with these weird things of even the grocery stores aren't open, um, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. Anyways, no. they, they, they try to implement this huge thing, what, 10 days before? Exactly. And then and, and, and the restrictions didn't make, in my opinion, any sense at all generally. It was kind of like the same lockdown, but you can't travel, but people are still booking trips to Mallorca. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then today, uh, Wednesday, the 24th, America was like, oh, just just kidding. We are not going to do that anymore. 
now we're just back to the regular lockdown we've been in anyways. And the problem was as well, they they made Thursday, because usually Friday and Monday are days off for Easter, but it said Thursday is also going to be closed for businesses. So then businesses are like, well, what do we do? Because international markets aren't closed. Can we work? Can we not work? It was very unclear. And to be honest, like throughout this whole thing, it's been very unclear what we even can and cannot do anyways. It's been very wishy-washy and it's been a lot of drama. Um, the Merkel and her party, the rating has gone down. Their approval rating has gone down significantly. I know, which uh, which is in a way a shame because I'd rather they do a good job. and Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing is, again, last minute trying to implement. To, and again, I, I totally get the, the what's behind it. I thought it was what was behind it is good. Okay, we want to stop all this traveling. Like the numbers are going up. We have to control this thing because usually when Christmas was coming, remember, they were like, Oh yeah, we have a harsh lockdown. Except for Christmas, nah, suddenly, suddenly, yeah, go home. Everybody can meet people and do everything just because they're afraid of the reaction. And same happened here. The public reaction was harsh. And the next day, they go, "Oops, never mind." Like, and 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 I, and I get it, but they should have at least come back with a new plan for for a real plan. Yeah. And so pretty much, they met for twelve hours on Monday for for nothing. It was for nothing. Yeah, they were working like through the night until Tuesday morning. It was this long. And, and so now that yeah, this whole new plan is over anyways. And anyway, it seems just, like that the government at the moment has no idea what they're doing. Um, I'm just hoping we get more vaccines rolled out. But that looks like that's not going to happen either. Yeah. It's we're, we're, we're not the most positive people in the world at for, for a reason. Yeah, I, I envy all the listeners back in the States where things are actually happening. People are getting vaccinated. Uh, you know, it's, I, I wish, I honestly wish I was there at this moment. I know, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, well done USA, which we haven't said many times on this podcast, but we're very proud of how the States has done their vaccine rollout. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. But an excellent way to toast to our American friends for their amazing vaccine rollout would be with a, a, a liquor of some sort, I think. So what do we got today? Today we have a, a whiskey, actually, for our liquor, hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> and to continue our, our trend from around the world, this is a weird one. Uh, this is an Italian whiskey. Our first Italian whiskey. And could be the only Italian whiskey. I'm pretty sure it's the, the first whiskey distillery in uh Italy, correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, please do. So this is the P-U-N-I, the Puni <laughs> Distillery. Uh, and this is called Vina. And it's so I think the distillery is Puni. The type of whiskey is Vina. And it's called the Italian Malt Whiskey. It's, it's really bare bones. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot to this at all. But, you know, this bottle, I think, is the most, like, artisan. It, like, it's what you'd expect an Italian designer would would yes. would, would make a it, it's the it's the strangest whiskey bottle one of the strangest whiskey bottles we've ever seen in terms of shape hundred percent it looks like if the um, the designer uh, Lamborghini made this bottle it's right. sharp angles and like it's it's weird and, and the neck is about three times as long as a normal the neck of a whiskey bottle you know what I mean and, and it's like, all matte black from like half on the neck it's 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 a cool bottle please check out the picture on our website it's, yes really like a whiskey bottle you have not seen before so this is again there's a lot of words on this it's very bare bones but also a lot of words it's the marsala edition whatever that means and it's 43 percent alcohol and it says matured for five years in marsala casks natural color and non-chilled filtered sultanas cinnamon walnuts Mm, I like walnuts. And that's it. That's all it says. Um, Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. Maybe they just put the name. That's all we need. Just the, the sip tells you everything, doesn't it? I hope so. I'm, I'm very skeptical, but we've been skeptical before and been pleasantly surprised. And it's cool. So we have a we have a black 
wooden cork with a metal uh, logo ingrained in the cork. It's a it's a beautifully well done bottle. Love it. Um, let's hope it's beautifully well done whiskey. Let's pop it. Not bad. Nice. And even from the top, when when it's pop, it looks like a wine bottle. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So. It actually surprisingly has a pretty darkish flavor for um, a five-year uh, uh, color for a five-year whiskey. Oh, is it a five-year? Okay, it's five-year. Yes, it's a five-year. Yeah, it is quite dark, actually. Yeah. You're right. But but didn't it say it's a uh, old wine barrels? So maybe that's where it's getting the, True. the dark color. If from. it wasn't wine barrels, I'd be a little uh, disappointed, especially for Italian whiskey. You know? Yeah. Let's smell yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Did we already cheers? We did. Let's do it again. Oh, cheers. Okay. I didn't notice. Sorry. Nice. Yeah, it's all right. Interesting flavor. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't mean that in the like, it's awful. It's just, a, it's not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, for sure. Mm. All right. I'm excited to get to know, to get to know each other. Can I have a cherry flavor or something? Anyways, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Or even Darchi for now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we get to our topic, as always, please give us a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. If you think we deserve the five stars, of course. Of course. Only in of that course. case. Yeah. Subscribe everywhere you can if you would like to. I don't know what you're listening to. You don't need to. And anything else you want to see, our Instagram, our Facebook, whatever, it's on our website, agdwpodcast.com, your one-stop shop for everything Jeff and Alex. That's it. Except you can literally not buy anything there. So There's nothing you can buy. But you'll you'll feel in terms like of entertainment. You feel like we're paying you with all the great content on there. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, so before you move to Germany, to any country really, there's a lot of questions you have to ask yourself, and you could just dive in and not ask yourself these questions and be fine. Um, but we think that's important to let you know these things you think about. Yeah, exactly. Some of them might seem obvious, but I mean, I think we've all, me and Alex, have encountered people who definitely did not ask themselves some of these questions and for examples for example they didn't really think about the fact like oh there's there's going to be this other language you know being spoken everywhere and that's going to make me feel a little depressed or and, and it actually or, matters to speak that language or you know these kinds of questions so um so let's go into these because you know i think if, if you have not made the move yet uh ask yourself these questions and yeah. see if it's right for you so without further ado these are questions everyone should ask themselves before moving abroad Excellent. Um, first one, which is an obvious question, but... Um, yeah, it sounds like stupid to ask, but you should. I, I really didn't even ask myself this question, to be honest, before I moved, uh, which is, do you want to move abroad, and why do you want to move abroad? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, do you want to move abroad? Because it, it, honestly, it's not for everybody. I've met people who they're it like... Isn't. They're like, I'm staying in my hometown to the day I die. Like, there's nothing out... I, the 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 thought of tourism is weird to them. They don't it understand interest it them for whatever reason, which is also okay. Exactly. So, I don't know. So yeah. So so maybe maybe you know your your boyfriend's going. You know, and you're like, you know, ask yourself, do you want do you want to move abroad? Is it something right. you're are you just doing it because you think it's the right thing to do? Especially or, for those of you who um, who are moving abroad because your job's taking you there. Um, that's also a big consideration as well because you want to keep your job but at the same time maybe living in that country is not for you and it's something you should really really sit down and think to yourself as well like why do you want to move abroad what is it going to bring to you what are you going to bring to the place you're living to as well because you're coming as a foreigner so it'd be nice if you can bring something to that culture too you know yeah absolutely and maybe you're not part of it yeah exactly and it seems like an ob like 
what you see in the movies, everybody's so excited if when they get a chance to move abroad. So you right. maybe f- immediately feel like that's what my response has to be. But sit down and be like, yeah, do I want to leave my hometown? Do I want to leave everything I know? You know, is this something? I, am I even really that interested in this, or I'm just doing it because? I feel like I have to, yeah, or I, I, I listen to Jeff and Alex for a year, and right. like, don't really get me excited for it. But like, we, I mean, we've seen many people come and um, and leave because they moved and they realized it wasn't for them, and maybe they didn't really think about what they wanted to do there, why they wanted to move. They just kind of did, and then they didn't have a good time. You yeah, know? yeah, and then things hit them that they didn't really think about before. So that's 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 a good place to start. Exactly. Like, do you and why? You know, sit down, have have a little whiskey by yourself in front of the fireplace. Hmm. Think about this. Maybe a a puni. Maybe maybe a puni whiskey. I don't know. Uh, another question you should ask yourself is, what do you want to do? In your new country, do you want to study? Do you want to work? Do you just want to, you know, loaf around and exist? These are big questions you have to ask yourself because um, a lot of people say, I've talked to many people, they say, I want to move there. And I'm like, cool. What do you want to do? Like, I don't know. I just want to find something. But like, it's not that easy. You can't just move and find something. I mean, you can. And some people get lucky and it works out. And, um, you know, and I'll be honest, like when I moved here, I didn't. I didn't know how long I was going to be or what, but, but I, I for sure did know what my goal was. And and that's what we're talking about. Like, is your goal to be, to move abroad for just three, like just for three months? Cause you just want to try it out, see what happens, but you know, okay, but then I want to go back to my normal life and just, you know, just test the waters basically. Or do you actually want to try and establish a life? Not necessarily live there forever, but establish a life mm-hmm. for so put, some, put some roots down yeah for a year or two so you can say okay you truly lived there you had a job you had friends you, you weren't just kind of like a uh, like a bystander for for a few or, months or like a you know a pro-level tourist you know who, right yeah it, pro-level tourist yeah, i like that you know, i mean you, you came and you stayed for three months but is that same as as living there you know were mm-hmm. you were you in it you know uh, but but and again, were you in the meat we're not judging either one we're just saying decide what you want to do beforehand because that will affect a lot about what your visa is going to be, what you should bring with you, what your mindset should be. You and, know. And, that, and I think the the visa is a, is a huge part of that. Um, some people don't realize you do, after this, if you're American, after those three months of on your tourist visa, you, you need to get a visa. And, and you, could get a, you could get a study visa, you could get a work visa, uh, but a work visa needs to be in a specific, it's, it's not, at, you can't just go in and be like, I want a work visa for working in whatever. It has to be, something specific where your um, employer will sponsor you and sometimes that doesn't work out. So yeah. it, it, it can be complicated uh, to stay long-term and you can always find a loophole, like a, a not loophole, but you can find other things like a um, learning language visa. Right, and, and you can get that fairly easily for about a year. Right. And during that time while you're going to school, you can set out your resumes and stuff. And if you do get accepted by a job, then you can, then you can go get that learning language visa converted. But again, all of this, you got to kind of have that basic plan in mind before you go, because you got to make sure you brought all the right documents with you. You're doing everything correctly. Cause yeah, it's like, if you say you, okay, I'm moving to Germany willy nilly, whatever. Right. You show up, you're having fun. You're going to the beer gardens, whatever, or not anymore, but you, you know, maybe yeah. at some point. And then, then you decide, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay long term, but whoops, you're like a day away from your three months ending and then exactly. there's, there's no way you have to go back home and you have to go back home for, uh, was it six months before you can come back? Or? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. And for, and for those of you who listen to the podcast for a long time, you know German bureaucracy takes a long time and getting the visa is a long process, just as what it is. During COVID especially. Especially yeah. right now, exactly. So um, these are some things you really should consider. Like 
And also, those of you who listen a while too, you know I didn't really have a plan when I moved here, but I knew the visa situation. I knew I had a job that could get sponsored and I could get a visa. These are all things that I had understanding of before I moved. So it was less stressful for me um, thinking about those things. And, and also, this is just something that will be less stressful. If you do know, you kind of know what path you're going to be going to and you won't have to kind of like hustle at the like, like last minute, like you said. Yeah, and also, like again, we were not judging. Like If, if you really want to just come to Germany, check it out, have fun for three months, do it. party, cool, but decide that beforehand because if you do, there's so much pressure off of you because, again, you, you can come and do that off of just your passport. You don't even need, need a visa. You just like your passport exactly. is your three-month visa. You don't need all this other bureaucracy. So you have to worry about that kind of stuff. So if you already make that decision, that's a load off your shoulders. Be like, I'm just going to go get a, like, a temporary apartment, just party, have fun for three months. You don't need all this extra stuff. So that makes you- Go do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, next one, Jeff. What should we ask ourselves some more? Um, and this sounds obvious. And, I, and again, we, we keep talking about Germany, but you know, all of these questions apply to- it's Anywhere you're moving to. Anywhere you want to move to. And that's kind of part of the question is, it became specifically Germany, but there was, mm -hmm. before that, it was just this big, this is a big world. I want to- Play in it. Just, yeah, go check it out. You yeah, know sure. I mean? um, so take the time to find out what country is good to, good for you. Because maybe- um, Germany sounds great for you, but you know, it, but but its culture. Once you move here, yeah, it didn't really fit. Uh, maybe if I did right. some research, you could figure that beforehand. And you know? it's important, I think, to think critically about that too, because if you get really pumped up to move to a place, and you're reading articles about it, you can always you can always have you know um, self, some self confirming bias there. You're, you're just looking at all the articles that you want to see while ignoring the faults of that place you're moving to. And I love Germany. Don't get me wrong. But we talked about this before. We we're talking about the COVID things. The longer you are someplace, the more you notice its faults and you know things that kind of piss you off a bit. So I think it's important to really yeah think about like why why are you going here? Why is it different than your home country? What about it do you like more than your home country? And what about it do you want to learn more about to see if you like more than your home country? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, do some research about the country you're thinking about. Really look at those differences and see am I going to be able to handle these differences? You right. know, and just do some research because no no um uh insult to france sure but as we know um the kind of language culture in france if you don't speak french eh, they look they, it's a little harder than in germany yeah they look much more down at you than in other european countries like especially scandinavia stuff they could care less whether you know the local language um so if you're the kind of person who's like i have no intention of learning a second language maybe France isn't for you. You know what I mean? So these are the kinds of things, again, not trying to dissuade people from moving to France, but these are things that you have to know the different cultures of these different countries and know, ooh, does that fit me? And and think to yourself, am I willing to change yourself? Because you have to change yourself. Like, you have to change a lot about yourself when you move abroad um, because it's just, it just how it is. Things are different and you got to adapt. Right. And think about what can you adapt to easiest and what's hardest. Right. So, you know, like, like Germany has a hardcore kind of corporate um, culture, whereas yes. um, Spain gets things done, but you know uh, a lot of businesses that take a one-hour siesta during the day, and, and they might open again later, yeah, maybe not, uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, things are more relaxed. So if, if you're okay with like a slower pace, then maybe Spain's more you than for Germany. You know th those kinds of things. Think exactly, kind of and, and like also for example, Germany I think is easy uh, to enter into because of the, because of language. That's always, that's always the first thing. And speaking English in Germany and <clears throat> a lot of places, Berlin especially. Berlin, Munich, by. those kinds of places, yeah. And then it starts getting more difficult with the bureaucracy and the other things. So, um, yeah, think, think about that. The um, 
what, what what's worth it for you? And uh, what's what's next on the list of questions? I think a big one is. Um, are you willing to be away from your family for a long period of time and not just away, you know, where you can drive three hours if you need to, like away, like really, really far away. And it's a hard question to ask yourself because I don't think anyone is actually ready for that. Um, But yeah, I mean, you really, yeah. Yeah. I've myself seen that happen a lot where um, even back when I was living in Vienna or in Berlin, um, people who, at some point they just, they broke down and cr- and cracked and they're like, I can't, I can't be away from my family, my friends. For sure. Like I, I thought I could handle this, but you know, just calling once in a while is, is not enough for me. And they love, they love their new, the new country and everything, but they're just like, I, I just emotionally cannot handle this. Like right. they needed, they need this physical support system that's close by. Cause like you said, if you live in Germany and you live back in the States, a trip home is not just a quick, eh, it's a, uh, a lot of planning, a lot of money, um, getting that time off work. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a whole lag. thing. It's, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. T- taking vacation time if you want to, you know, go travel somewhere else. You have to use that time to go home. So, like, it, it's a lot. And uh, leaving your family, if you like your family at least, is never easy. Yeah, maybe for some of you, this is an easy decision. Maybe for some of you, are like, good, I'm out here. <laughs> cannot get further away. But for those of you who like your family and, and your friends back home, uh, which I very much do. Same it here. is difficult, and every day is difficult, um, and that's something you, you can't get over. At least for me, uh, always miss them, and it's just can you live your life knowing that every day you're gonna feel you're gonna miss your family, you know? And I and I found at least tell me if it's the same for you. Like the first few years when I hadn't really developed, like I mean, I had friends, but not really like the close like friend group I have now, sure. and uh, didn't have a girlfriend, that kind of stuff that amplified the the feeling of missing my family even sure. more and it wasn't until i found a way to kind of fill that hole that i was okay living in germany long term you know once once i had the friend group and then on top of that once i got the long term kind of partner uh and you you do have that support and kind of feel it doesn't replace it at all but no. it, it it just it helps you cope with it cope with it a lot more absolutely um, and you know. and like we've said before you know that takes a long time or it can take a long time to really find uh, your people. And um, you will find people in your first few months that you might not be friends with a year from then, you know? Um, But it's still important to find anybody that you can at the beginning just to feel some kind of support, some kind of family-like structure, I guess. Yeah. Someone you can call. Um, And, you know, it will take, at least most people I know, for me at least, it, it does take a little while to, to, to find those people. And it could be a year, two, three years. It really could be. It depends on you. It could also be, if you're the kind of person, it could be a few months. You know what I mean? It could be a day. Yeah. So if you have to ask yourself, if you're an, an extreme introvert, are you going to be okay with the fact that you're going to be on your own? Because when you move abroad, it's really the, it's, it's on you to meet the new people. Um, exactly. And a good example of this from personal experience is me personally, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert or introvert. I lie in the middle somewhere. Okay. So there are days where I feel really introverted and I could care less about social interaction. And then there's <laughs> other days where I just deep, you know, deeply need it. So I'm kind of in between. Sure. And I think some of you, our listeners know, like I've moved to Germany twice. There was the first time for a short period of time. Then I came back later for this longer period I live now. Now, the first time, I'll be honest, for those three, four months, it was one of the like loneliest, most depressing kind of times in my life. It was, I had no job. I had no language school. I had no reason to meet with people. And during that time, I had maybe too many moments of being, feeling introverted. 
So like I wasn't going outside much and I just, I got really lonely. Mm -hmm. And so, but in the end, I, afterwards I realized where a lot of people, you can walk away with that saying like, I hate Germany. I hate living abroad, like blame it on that. But I realized it was all on me. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't put forth enough effort to make it happen because it is on you. You know what I mean? And I've seen people who walk away from a country saying, ah, oh, this place sucks. Berlin sucks, whatever. And, but I think it's really, they just didn't put the effort into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're gonna put in. You're gonna get out what you put in. I think, mm. and I think it's it's a really interesting point you said about introvert extrovert, and most expats that I have met are usually extroverted people. Right. Um. I think that's it's, it's the type of person who will you know move abroad because you have to be because you have to put yourself out there. There's no other option. But and I consider myself more of an extrovert type person for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. But my first two, three, maybe even four weeks. When my uh, roommate started going back to work again, I was just sitting on the couch all day and watching TV, watching Prison Break all day, sitting on the oh, couch. So even you kind of became a little introverted. I became super introverted because I was just so, I don't think, actually, I don't think there's a reason for it. I don't think I was or sitting on the couch. Because it was so new outside, you're maybe a little bit afraid deep down of what's exactly. out there. Yeah. I don't remember feeling afraid or mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I don't want to go out. I just remember being just in and having no motivation to go out even though you just moved abroad I just moved to yeah. a brand new amazing city yeah. country um so i became kind of an introvert because probably like you said deep down inside of me i was terrified and it was terrifying i remember the first time i took public transportation for like the first time and i was so proud of myself I was like, look at me i did it mm. um it, it's daunting it can be very scary um and that's definitely something to consider as well something to ask yourself um, are you willing or maybe are you okay with the fact that you might change a bit in that aspect right. for the first yeah. are, little are you while? Gonna, I think everybody's going to go through what we just described to a degree. Yeah. So you just have to ask yourself, am I willing to push through that for a month or two or whatever, however long it may be? You know, am I willing to accept that from day one, I'm not going to feel fantastic. Everything's not going to be great. Maybe. Right. I'm going to feel a little bit on my own, you know, and am I going to be able to push myself to exactly. And also, I guess, am I willing also to, to push myself forward and yeah. get out of that comfort zone for the better experience later. Right. And, so, and it's a lot easier said than done. Like it really is. I am an extroverted person. I can go talk to people on the street. I don't care, but like I'm sitting in that apartment. I could walk out. I wasn't working and see anything I wanted to. And I didn't. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I didn't. I think I was just too, terrified it's terrifying absolutely and and you, you hit a good point about being jobless because for mm. a lot of you it's going to happen you know you you've you you had your life your career back at home and of course you're moving abroad you've quit your job yeah now you have uncertainty like maybe for some of you you're being transferred for a lot for a lot of people you're coming to germany or wherever and you're going to start looking for that job once you arrive right, right. so if you ask yourself, are you willing to go through three, maybe six months unemployed? Because it may be, especially as a foreigner, it might take you that time to find a, a job. And all, also, do you have the financial funds to survive three to six months without a job? You know what I mean? Have you saved up at all? Like, uh, that's a good question. Because some people, it's a big, some, big people question. some people, maybe they got like a grand or two in their bank account and then they move and then they go, oh, when you're jobless, this money goes fast. Uh, Real quick, yeah. especially when you move somewhere new because you want to explore, you want to see things and exploring and seeing things unfortunately costs a lot of money. Sure. And if you're coming from the US, don't forget, we got the euro over here, which because of the exchange rate, your US dollars are not going to go that far. Especially right now yeah. where the US dollar is not very strong compared to the euro. So yeah. you're going to be spending quite more than, than you think you are. 
So you got to be careful with that. So you got to, um, yeah, you got to say to yourself or think to yourself, all right, do I have enough money saved up to support myself for however long you want to, you want to give yourself before you find a job or before your visa ends? Sure. That's, that's what I did. I saved up enough for those three months knowing my visa would end then. And then I tried to save a little bit more for after that in case, you know, I didn't stop my job right away. Money is important, unfortunately. That's the life we live. Yeah, and also, uh, the amount of money I've saved up could affect whether or not you get a visa, right? Also true, yes. I think when, depending on the visa you get, when you go to the Landesamt für Einwanderung, previously called the Ausländerbehörde, which is the immigrant's office, pretty much. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. That Italian whiskey is uh, burning strong. It's burning strong. Um, I, I think they look at whether you're able to support yourself for a few months for that visa. And if you can't, then you're not going to get that visa. Yeah, I can't tell you the exact amount, but for certain visas, especially... Um, if you don't have a job sponsor, especially. Yeah, if you're a student, for like a student visa at a university or something, you have to prove that you have like eight or $10,000. I don't know the amount, exact amount, but um, you have to show uh, a bank statement or a proof or, uh, of that. I don't, again, don't hold me on the exact number or anything, but it's not just a few hundred dollars like because they, they want to know they're not just going to move here and then claim uh, unemployment or something. You know exactly. what I mean? Uh, they want to know you got some money saved up. Um, and that's something else to look into is is that visa and 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 what kind of visa you want to get. Um, and 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 if you're not getting a student visa, if you have the job, if you're getting a job seeking visa, or you want a visa for the job to make sure that you have a job that does not require German skills that a German can't do, uh, that will grant you this type of job. And a lot of them are this type of visa. Sorry. And a lot of the jobs you should be safe for, um, just off the back of my head, are... Uh, the back? Not the top? That's the back of my head. <laughs> it's, way, it's way back there. Is uh, teachers. Usually you can get a... If you're teaching English. Yeah. If you're teaching English or an ESL teacher or teaching at a bilingual school. Uh, IT can sometimes get uh, a visa. Journalists usually get them pretty easily because you're a journalist. So, mm, and, um, uh, art stuff doesn't matter because uh, if you're painting a painting, they don't care if if the uh, painter does knows English or German. Right, or that would be a more freelance visa, though. I believe exactly like, like what I have, more freelance. So if you're doing more of an art thing, like you're a camera operator or something, you can usually get by. Um, so if you're in if you're in high school right now in the states, for example, or wherever you're listening from, and you want to move abroad, like you really want to, it's your dream. Think about what you could study if you want to, to get a visa somewhere else or study abroad and that can help you as well. Yeah. But, but definitely look into it because I think in our frequently, no, not frequently, our questions and answers. <laughs> not our FAQs. Yeah, we yeah. don't have FAQs. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but in our questions and answers episode, Yeah, I think we had a few people. I think I remember there was one woman who, she was a nurse and she said, hey, moving abroad, mm -hmm. is it okay for me to be a nurse? without German language skills. And we said, uh, probably not because uh, in any hospital or doctor's office, you're gonna have to deal with mostly German patients. So, right. so there's certain kind of professions that it's kind of an immediate answer of, no, you're, you're not gonna be able to get a job without some sort of skills in the local language, but there's right. certain jobs you'll be mm -hmm. fine with. And so maybe, you know, uh, be willing to have a backup job that doesn't require German language skills while you're in Germany taking German language classes and then maybe you can then apply for the job that you really want, you know, if exactly. you're willing to take that time. And think to yourself as well, do I have family history that will allow me to get citizenship here? Because if you do, that's awesome. Right. I mean, but usually if you don't know the answer to that question, it's probably a no, usually. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. But you never know. Again, speaking of language, we should just drop the fact, are you as a person willing to 
put in the effort or the time to learn a second language because and, and, it, it and, is not easy. Yeah, and not just like, yeah, of course, Sam. No, like, like, think, are you really willing to put in this time and effort as an adult while just to a new place, trying to find apartments, trying to find jobs, everything to learn a language because... And put in an hour a day and go to classes and... You know, switch it's, switch on those German subtitles when you're watching Netflix and all this stuff. Like, it's a lot. It's yeah. it's really it can it can be daunting. And I was I said, yeah, of course. And then of course when I wasn't working, I didn't do any language classes and I started doing them after I started working. Right. You and get, I get was a little lazy, yeah. Beat. I was absolutely beat. I did twice a week. Oh, e- after even work. in courses. Evening courses. Oh, that was, I I respect anybody who does. It. I never did that because yeah. it just seems like too much. It know? was a lot, like, and I was absolutely B. And then I and then I quit when I got to like almost to a B two level because I, I just couldn't anymore. It was it was too much for me mm. after you know a year and a half, however however long it was. So think to yourself: Are you willing to learn a language? Are you willing to learn it before you move? Because if so, even better. Um, but or, yeah, or at least make a foundation, get a foundation uh, for it. As a know? foundation, yeah, because. It is a long process. It's a crazy frustrating process that uh, I think every uh, expat who had to do it knows. Yeah, and, and be, honest, be honest with yourself. Like, look at all the past hobbies and stuff that you tried. Did you give up really quickly? <laughs> no, I'll be honest. Really, did you give up? Do you give up really quickly? Do you procrastinate a lot? Like, because if so, for something that's really hard, like learning a second language, you might not do it. So, so be honest with yourself and say, okay, even though it sounds bad, I'm not going to learn German. Okay, but you still want to move to Germany. So, okay, it's, that's not great because I would suggest you, <laughs> you you learn the language. But no, but be honest with yourself. Yeah, sure. Then at least pick a city where you know you can get away with that, like Berlin, for example. And I'm not saying do this, but you can move to Berlin and never learn a word of German. It's true. And you can live here for years and be fine. So, but so just if, if you don't want to learn German, don't move to a tiny village. Don't move to a small town. Exactly. And, and yeah. I guess if you did move to a small town, you'd be surrounded by it. So you might learn it through you know, absorption. But if you move to a place like Berlin and you think, oh, I'll just learn it by being there. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I'll be in Germany. I'll learn it. No, you're not. I did not. I learned nothing. Yeah. I learned nothing because Berlin is just so English friendly, uh, which sounds great, but you want to, at least for my, I want to really get to know the language because with language comes culture and more integration and, you know, everything. So yeah, think think about that because it is a big uh, life step to learn a second language. I mean, it's a freaking language. Yeah. But if you do learn it, it's super cool to be uh, bilingual. Like, it's awesome. Absolutely. It feels yeah. amazing. But, you know, it takes time, as you mentioned. So, another question you have to ask yeah, yourself. We're still learning after seven, nine years. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, okay, for the next six months, year, whatever, are you okay with the kind of feeling of loneliness that comes with the fact that you walk around and everyone is speaking a language that you don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like that sense of exclusion. Are you going to be okay with that? Because to this day, sometimes I even feel it, you know, uh, sure. more so in the beginning. But so you have to be okay with the fact that there are going to be times where you feel left out, where you're in a group of people and then suddenly they switch to German and you don't, you don't know what's being said. And, and, and if you are learning German, are you okay with feeling dumb because you won't be able to speak as well as you right. do in English, and obviously. Making mistakes, yeah. And people might think that you're dumb or you make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, you gotta kind of have to have a little bit of thick skin for that and just kind of get over it and, and let things kind of flow off you in these frustrating moments. And it, it, like, are you okay with feeling kind of scared? But it's kind of in a fun way. Feeling that feeling that nervousness and that scariness can be kind of fun because it's all new and yeah. exciting and you're scared, but in a in kind of like a goosebump way, you know? Yeah, one of the initial reasons why I wanted to move abroad was 
sounds weird, but I was like, ah, you know, living in the U.S. it's easy because I know I know all the processes. I speak the language, but I kind of like the challenge of I like the challenge of I wake up and every day is is different than what you experienced your exactly. whole life until that point. You know, which which is the 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 scary fun I'm kind of talking about. Like it's scary, sure, but it's yeah. a fun scary because you don't know what's coming. And uh, yeah. I guess this episode's kind of a reality check of of the things that, that kind of go into it and things you have to think about before. And, and like a preparation of possible worst case scenarios. Like We're not saying that this is the normal, but yeah, that's kind of the dark side of where you might feel alone. You know? for, for sure. Uh, an, an, another one um, is, are you comfortable with the fact that things that, that you're going to be living, like living differently, like everyday life. For example, you're a part, if, especially if you're American, Maybe, maybe maybe not from New York City or something like that, but if you're an American from the suburbs or from you know a smaller town, you're gonna live in a smaller. If you live in a city, in, especially in Germany, in Europe, or even if you live in a house, in just, this is actually just, just generally, general. yeah. things are smaller. You're gonna have a smaller apartment, a smaller house, a smaller car, smaller bathrooms, uh, and also weird bathrooms, weird kitchens. And now it's funny, tiny like for us, it's completely normal, but. Uh, for, for apparently for Americans, it's weird to have the washing machine in the bathroom in the kitchen, no, the or bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah. And we, we mean the clothes washing machine, but right. it's totally normal. But I've, I've seen a lot of Americans, they move here and they're like, they're used to having like a separate room just for the washing exactly. machines or whatever. And they're like, why is the washing machine in the bathroom next to the or, bathroom? Or, or in the kitchen next to the sink, you know, it can right. be anywhere. Yeah. And uh, also you're going to have probably no clothes, clothing dryer. So get, get used to that. I don't think I've been to a single apartment that had a dryer. I've been to one, but the guy I think was a millionaire. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so, but, but, but that's the thing. It's like, instead of drying here, they have the usual rack and you hang up your clothes and they air dry in a day or two. And it's no, it's really no big it's deal. It's really not a big deal. And actually you're saving electricity and it's, you get Save so the used environment. to environment. But yeah, I think when I first moved here, I was like, I was used to just using a dryer for everything. You know, so that that feeling in the winter you get when you put on those nice warm socks out of the dryer, mm. you might not feel feel ever again. Ever again. Are, are you okay with that? That's <laughs> that's the most important question. This the whole day. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty important. Now, one last question uh, would be about, and it's, I wouldn't say this is just Germany because it's when you move abroad, you are a new human being to that country, right? So right. what what is there? There's a lot of bureaucratic red tape process mm -hmm. and especially in germany but it's going to be everywhere visas, there's documents there's just in in german not in english um right, a lot like of the time maybe uh you know your driver's license from new york means diddly squat in germany so you got to go get yourself a whole new german driver's license if you want to drive exactly do the whole test over again and all this kind of stuff you know? I, and i guess that kind of comes to it like are you kind of willing to just kind of redo your life at an adult age and that's kind of what you're doing. That's, an, that's you're saying, actually a good way to put it, yeah. You're saying everything from the past, you know, 20 whatever years, I'm, I'm saying bye. Mm. And just starting from literal scratch. And and are you willing to do that? Yeah. And it's a very, um, it's exciting. It's for sure exciting. But like I think we've kind of explained in the episode, it can be daunting. Uh, it can be scary. It can be fun. Um, these, these are things you really have to consider and know go going into the uh to the new country to this new experience and if you say yes or you say i don't know but i'm willing to try boom awesome then try it you thought about it even if this episode listening to all these questions and every time you said i don't care i don't care i don't care cool do it move mm. now, now enjoy this bureaucratic stuff it is even us we've been here for years it's still freaking annoying it still it doesn't get any easier it's kind of stays no. the same hardness but 
you're gonna there's just many ways to reach out to people to find the answers to other expats who've been here like us who've been here for years to exactly. ask questions to um you'll find a way and and, yeah. and that's kind of it like desperate kind times you'll find a way to to survive yeah and, and it, it it gets a little scary because like when you're back when we're back in our home country back in the u.s right you can pretty much do whatever you want and uh you're obviously not getting deported but see the thing is right. as, as an expat or immigrant living somewhere <laughs> that's always the no, biggest fear the, the biggest fear is that if you if you screw up something yes a punishment that is available to that country is to physically remove you from that country uh, you know, say you didn't pay your tax, you didn't pay yeah. your taxes right, you didn't file your whatever right, you know. And that's by apartment, by job, by friend, by everything, and that's why uh, New Visa Day, whenever you, you renew your visa, is always the most exciting day ever because you did all the bureaucracy, you went to the meetings, you know, you met with you the people. You mean it's exciting after you get approved? That's what I mean. The oh. new visa day when oh. you walk home, and you have like I, I have my new... new visa day, like the wake up and going to the meeting. That's, no, that's no, no, the no, worst I mean, day for life. I mean, life. the new yeah. visa day, like I have my new visa. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That is like. I think the expats Christmas because you get to walk home and say, I'm here for another three years, two years, whatever, unlimited, whatever it is. Mm. And it's the best feeling. I think it's probably the best feeling in the world. And you get that, that card, that stamp in your, in your passport feels yeah. great. And that's one last thing you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to go through that? Because you literally have to constantly ask for permission to continue to <laughs> exist. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a land. So it's it's weird. Hi, hi, Germany. I really enjoy it here. I hope you enjoy me being yeah. here. I pay my taxes. Can I just stay for another few years? I really appreciate it. And uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they say yes. I mean, I think that's a great place to end. You know, like you said, just, you know, take some time. Honestly, ask yourself these questions, you know. Yeah, and, and this episode is not meant to be a negative view or a uh, you know, watch out view. No, these we, things are just, no. you got to think about them. And if you don't care if you say yes you say no to all of them but you still want to move move do it have the experience it's going to be it's going to be an experience no matter what whether positive yeah. or negative you're going to have an experience and to be honest i've i met i've met in germany some lucky people who did no research did nothing they literally just said yep moving to germany they moved to germany things worked out somehow yeah. they got the visa somehow and they're still here 10 years later you know so exactly so sometimes you can squeeze through the cracks and so we're not saying that if you don't do all this stuff and ask yourself questions it's, it's gonna go horribly for you it's just uh it's better it's better off if you right and, and this is going from an experience where i didn't ask myself these questions at all but i kind of wish that i had mm. but i'm still here so take it as you will absolutely yeah and let's continue to be here with some whiskey in our yes bellies that is our signal that we are moving on from the topic to we the are. final whiskey review. Uh, yeah, let, let's pour some uh, some more for us right here. A little bit, little 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 yeah. little dabber. Thank you. A dab. Italian Italian whiskey. Don't dab, Jeff. Jeff just dabbed. Don't let him do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're way too old, and it's way too late to dab. Um, again, this is the Vina, the Italian malt whiskey. That's the name wait, of wait, it. Is the Distillery Vina or is it Puni? No, the distillery is Puni. Or is yes. that the name of the whiskey? No, it's Puni Distilleria. So it's Puni Distillery. It's called Vina, the Italian malt whiskey. If you want to look for this whiskey, you're looking for the Vina whiskey. You're not looking for the Puni whiskey. Puni, I guess. It's called V-I-N-A. Okay. Honestly, if you're looking for it, I'm sure if you search Italian whiskey, this one's going to pop up. I don't think there are many that's of them. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the Vina, the Italian malt whiskey. Aged five years in Marsala casks. Um, yeah. And Marsala is a, a type of wine, I'm guessing. Uh, somebody who knows wine is 
just crying right now after they heard me say that. I, I, I don't know what Marcella is. Sorry. But yeah, so th- this is it. Um, Let's take a smell and a sniff and a taste. Yeah. Or sorry, smell and sniff is probably the same thing, but you know, do both. Do both. Now, drinking throughout the episode, it's definitely smooth and easy to drink because I've been downing it. Yeah. The whole yeah. Episode. But it's not. It's not my favorite. No, it's not giving me a lot of flavor just generally and the flavor that's there is a good flavor i like the taste of it's it interesting yeah but it lasts like a second and then it's gone there's mm. not a lot of burn it's very drinkable but it's it doesn't stand out this mm. yeah it's um it's, it's not a remarkable whiskey no it's definitely not remarkable at all it, it kind of tastes like to me like a, a whiskey flavored soda mm, where it's like that was a bad review <laughs> yeah i know we whiskey kinda, flavored soda I, I know we, it's well, not bubbly just no just in a way of like when you sip it the flavor's gone right after you know mm. it's not like I like whiskey that lingers. You get the burn. You know, you feel it out of your nose. Yeah, there's actually almost there's very little burn on this. Yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, and I'm not tasting it through the nostrils like you but usually do. If you like a subtle whiskey, I guess this is for you. It's a fine. So I would mix this whiskey with some stuff. Mm. You know, number wise, I'm gonna go like a, I want to say a six or a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna go six. Ooh, a six seems harsh. It's just it's I I can't give it a seven. It's gotta be a six. Especially for the price. It was around 30 euro. And we've had whiskeys for cheaper that have been better. Mm. It's just not my... The flavor is fine. It tastes fine. It's just not giving me much. And a whiskey should, should kind of should give you something. 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. That's about where it needs to be. That's where it needs to be, unfortunately. Um, I wouldn't shelf this. This is not a shelf worthy... Uh, I, I think that's obvious with the 6.5. Uh, and, and, <laughs> unless, unless you want to see the bottle. Because the bottle is kind of worth shelving. I would put the sh- I would put the bottle on your shelf. Not yeah. necessarily drink it, but just like, it's a great bottle. The bottle looks great. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the Italians did not do it for us this time. I get it. For some people, this is, could be amazing. It's just for, for our taste buds, it doesn't... For what we look for, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the bill, you know? Yeah, it's kind of nice to have one that's like below a 7. It's been a while. <laughs> It's kind of nice to have a horrible whiskey. It's got a little variety. Yeah. No, um, but it's, it's not horrible. It, it's, it's very, not, it's very drinkable. It's not horrible. It's it's just don't. There's other stuff to buy. Yeah, that that's it. If if you see it at a store and you see something else on the same price, I would go for something else. But you know, I love Italy. So cheers, cheers to Italia. Cheers to Italia. Love the country. Love the people. And love the food. And I'm excited for what country we're going to travel to next week on our whiskey tour around the world. You will find out very soon. But, you know, uh, stay healthy and stay safe and stay thirsty, everybody. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. (laughs) I like the the Brad Pitt. Arrivederci. (laughs) 